proximate and ultimate causation. Two fundamentally different kinds of questions can be asked about the causation of species typical behavior in a natural habitat. One can inquire into proximate and ultimate causes, Mayer, 1961. Proximate or immediate causal analyses consider how the behavior came to exist. The answers to questions about proximal causation will be that the animal possesses a particular given complement of genes, that it has encountered a particular set of environmental conditions during the course of its lifetime, which resulted in its developing particular features of structure and physiology, and that it is in the presence of particular stimuli in other words, questions about the proximate causes of behavior deal with development, physiology, and immediate stimulus. They consider the individual animal's history and present, rather present circumstances. In theory, it is possible to provide a complete proximate explanation of a behavior pattern without reference to or knowledge of evolution and evolutionary processes. Ultimate or evolutionary causal analyses consider why the behavior exists. The answer to questions about ultimate causation will be that the behavior functions in specific ways to maximize the animal's inclusive fitness. Functions result from the operation of natural selection in the populations from which the animal is descended. Members of ancestral populations who exhibit that behavior in similar circumstances were more fit than were conspecifics who exhibited some other behavior. Questions about the ultimate causes of behavior thus consider primarily the species' history, and for this reason they are more difficult to answer than questions about proximate causes. The ancestral populations in which the behavior evolved are gone and cannot be studied. The behavior itself may have many effects, beneficial, neutral, and harmful, on the animal's survival and reproduction, and often is difficult to determine which beneficial effects are the functions that the behavior evolved to serve. This point is pursued below. Nonetheless, in theory, it is possible to provide a complete ultimate explanation of a behavior pattern 
without reference to proximate matters of physiology and development. Although proximate and ultimate causations are separate and equal in the sense that each provides challenging scientific problems, they're not equal in their potential for providing a general theory of behavior. No theory of behavior even remotely compares in usefulness or generality to evolutionary theory. Alexander 1975 While natural selection may occur at the level of the group or population, selection at these levels almost always is negligible compared with selection at the level of the individual organism. Williams 1966 and Alexander 1974 But just as selection is weak at levels above the individual, so it is weak at levels below the individual. That is, at the levels of the structural, physiological, and neural components that can constitute the damp machinery of behavior, it is the organism as a whole that reproduces or fails to reproduce not any of its components or attributes. The maximization of inclusive fitness necessarily entails selective components within the organism itself so that no single one of its attributes ever is likely to be maximized or optimized. Alexander, 1975. During the course of evolutionary theory, a diverse array of nervous and hormonal structures and processes has arisen that functions to produce reproductively successful behavior. Even outwardly similar behaviors or behavioral processes are not necessarily produced by similar internal machinery. For example, we may refer to behavioral modification in two different species as learning, but the neural underpinnings of these modifications may be different. There is no reason to anticipate the discovery of universal proximate causes of behavior. <laughs>